0: Let's just think for a second here. Just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I don't like you. And like, let's just think logically for a second. And it, maybe we end up in the same spot, but let's just think with our heads instead of like right away judging something. Boom, 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 boom.
1: is an ever-evolving place we live we learn we adjust it is a continuous cycle with new ideologies being brought to the forefront in an effort to make for the best economical and political theories possible for the good of us all time may debunk certain theories time may open our eyes to those who are trying to exploit us time may be on our side and on the contrary time may not be on our side At the pit of it all, the issue of humanity and the balance of power being so far strung out that those who are oppressed finally come to terms with laying it all on the line. How far are we willing to go? How much are we willing to endure? Is there cause for change? Or should we continue to trust our system? We have opinions, not answers, but maybe, just maybe, in the thick of it all, we will be able to find the means we are looking for to live in harmony with one another and to live in harmony with our planet and the vast amount of life that shares this home with us. Thanks for joining today. We hope you enjoy this episode of The Social Perspective Dispute. Hi everyone, and welcome to the kickoff, episode number one of the Social Perspective Dispute. I want to thank everybody for joining today. Uh, Just to kind of lead off here, I wanted to kind of maybe get across the reasoning behind why I thought that this would be a good idea to put together and kind of see where it's going to go. Uh, The whole idea of having a few different uh, people on that are going to be able to share their opinions and their uh, perspectives of how they see everything and whether it's the, the political side or social side of the elements that are going on in the world today, whether it's local or on more of a global stage. Uh, we plan on covering a vast amount of topics, always looking for fresh ideas, definitely. Um... And I, I just really hope that maybe this hits you as something um, that you will enjoy and take a little bit of uh, maybe something away from it. It definitely is not here to force your opinion. It might just be something that will open you up to maybe a different point of view than what you are um, what your circle is saying or what your what your own beliefs are. Uh, we're not here to offend. By any means at all. So kind of where this all stems from. Is uh, I'd i say a lot of frustration. And seeing the way things are. And I mean it's. There's a lot induced by the, the pandemic. But when you go on to social media. And you see that you cannot even have uh, an opinion. Without being attacked. I feel that there is a need to kind of maybe put something out there, a public service announcement of sorts to maybe make make people have that in the back of their mind that, you know what, I should give the opportunity to another individual to have uh, state their opinion. And if I do not agree with them that there is a constructive way that we can go about uh, handling the situation without just reverting to uh, an immediate conflict that turns into something that escalates into more of just a bickering match on social media uh, you'll hear it later in the show Steve talks about uh, not being able to read certain people's posts and it has nothing to do with who they are he he likes them but at the same time it's just listening and reading what they may post he just it's really caused some confliction in him and seeing their character. And, and it's, it's, uh, through comments and, and the back and forth that I think there's a great divide happening right now. And the best way to get through things is to be on, on a page where we're not necessarily all sharing the same opinions. Cause that's a scary place, but, Uh, where we can all at least have a bit of uh, respect. I I think that's the word that it would be perfectly fitted in there, respect for one another. And where I I see this show going, I do have some, uh, immediately, some Sarnia Council members that I will be talking to on top of what I hope is a regular panel that you'll be hearing here later, minus one, I have an individual that I went to college with who is now uh, making waves in the mental health industry. Um, and I really look forward to talking to him and maybe sharing his perspective on that side of things that sometimes I think is maybe being overlooked throughout all all of this. Uh, so I hope that you can find some uh something in this that is of interest to you and maybe that you can uh can uh come to terms with uh being open to our opinions that's all they are um if you reach out to me you can find me at the at uh i'm gonna be opening a a facebook page um Mm -hmm. So reach out to me on social media through that. I don't know if I'll get into other platforms. I do have an email, the social perspective dispute at gmail.com. If you have ideas, topics, or I mean if you just want somebody to to reach out to and and um, share an opinion or share something that is uh maybe something that you don't want to uh to talk about it with people that are closer to you and i'm open to listening open to to uh trying to help anybody if they're struggling through through something at this moment in time i think that's the biggest thing that we need to do is be open and and to listen to others because we're all going through the same thing here with the pandemic but we all have our own issues that uh are impacting us in different ways so um i hope that you guys can can listen to this and and enjoy it so without further ado i'll take you to the panel it's steve garrett and myself i hope you enjoy
2: I'm here with Garrett and Steve, and we're going to be joining together as a panel. We have uh, another individual that couldn't make it tonight, but we're hoping that this foursome is uh, a good tandem that will work well together to kind of add a little bit of perspective across the board and in the way that we see things that are going on. I think the perfect starting point for an episode one is to talk... uh, about the current state of, of Ontario and and Canada. Um, we're all residents of Ontario and, and are, are in the thick of our third lockdown. So kind of, we've been dealing with uh, COVID since March of 2020 in Canada. Obviously it's been around prior to that and probably was introduced into Canada before we went into our first lockdown. Um, obviously a lot of, un- of unknowns and, and a lot of fear from these unknowns. The main narrative through it all, I would say, is we're dealing with a very contagious and deadly virus. Thus, immediately all things are shutting down. So uh, I'd say that last statement there only magnifies the severity. And it's for good reason. You can't deny that. It's for good reason. We want to make sure that everybody is safe and that we can get a grasp on what we're dealing with uh, with the virus and if there's preventative measures with uh, what we can do. So um, you flash forward, what, roughly 400 days though, uh, here in Ontario, we're entering our third lockdown, harsher measures. Uh, My question to kick this off with, uh, I'm gonna go to you first, Garrett, on this one is, how have you felt through this pandemic, and what are your thoughts on how things have been handled?
0: Uh, at the very start of the thing, like the very start, like so back to like March of last year, uh, when we were like full, like hardcore, we didn't know what to expect, what was going on. Uh, I live alone in an apartment, and it just, for me, the time where it happened, like I was mentioning before, uh, offset. Where I was supposed to go to Florida for a vacation, and all of our vacation time got canceled. Uh, my boss basically said, "Take a couple long weekends." So I was working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday off. Basically sitting in my apartment, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, doing nothing, not going out. If I was going out, it was just for like a quick walk around the block. Um, it was to the point where, quote, and I say this humorously now, where I could literally hear the walls talking where it was people that were next door because <laughs> I wasn't, didn't have the TV on, stuff like that. And it got to the point where I basically just said, screw it and drove up to see my parents. My parents live an hour and a half away up in Wingham and went there for a weekend just to get away from the city kind of thing. Cause I say this and I love it. It's you literally cross highway seven when you're driving up highway four, it's a different world in Huron yeah. County <laughs> where it's just like, okay, people are normal up here. But then coming back, <laughs> coming back home and it's just a whole different world working in like the hospital environment you see things differently in a different perspective but basically my life hasn't changed much since July of last year I guess where I'm working normally and I was one of the fortunate ones didn't lose any um, my full-time job my part-time job got impacted by it but it's been normal so to speak where I'm still going up visiting my parents hugging my grandmother saying hi to my nephews and my brother and that so my life hasn't changed much in the past I'd say 10 months versus the past 12 so
2: yeah I can uh, I can attest there is definitely a difference when you travel from one area to another in in the county in, in the province uh Steve do you want to tackle that uh question as well yeah pretty much uh along the
3: same route uh a little different paths there I recently married and just about to have a baby when all this craziness was going down. We are actually in the Philippines back in December. So we were kind of hearing rumblings of things going on even back then. And I've always been a bit of a, I guess you call yourself a truther. It's kind of got a bad rap to it anymore, but uh, so I've always been kind of keeping an eye on things. So I kind of knew this thing was coming I was watching some things from China that I'd seen come out and you know right around the same time we were having a baby so we were kind of nervous at the beginning like all like all of us where I think anyone that says they weren't a little nervous at the beginning is uh probably lying to you but but yeah being uh, that I work in the restaurant business uh, I think we we're probably among the, the businesses hit the most I feel sorry for anyone that's got a small business that, you know, if you've saved for years and years to buy your own restaurant or hospitality business of some sort, and all of a sudden you can't work anymore. Now, fair enough to the government, they've uh, made sure most of us are okay, but I would like to think that a good number of us would rather be working than collecting a check. Seems uh, a bit like this money is a bit of hush money, but... I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because hey, I, I need it right now. So,
2: yeah, exactly. Getting um, off the rails a
3: little bit there. I apologize.
2: No, <laughs> it's all, it's all good here. So, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, we touched on it just ahead of there uh, right March break. So I still was playing competitive hockey. Uh, I mean, it was it's entertaining. I'd say more than entertaining. It was going to be the, my last year playing of uh, senior hockey in the area. I had just asked to be released so I could go and join uh, the Clinton Radars. I don't know who will watch this that may know who that is, but they were perennial four-year in a row champion in one of the more competitive leagues that you can find in the area for anybody that's beyond junior, beyond pro and has come back. So, uh that was part of, of one of the things that I was uh, accompli- or trying to accomplish there when we were in the semifinals, finals, uh, 3-1 in the series, and going into that Friday night, I believe it was March 8th, correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't really matter at this point, we're waiting to find out, oh, are we going to play tonight? So we kind of got that message maybe early afternoon that everything shut down, so my head goes from, I'm not going to be able to do that. The following week is March break. I had a, a scheduled uh, youth hockey camp that I was planning on doing, which would have been a great kind of breakthrough because I had just been kind of getting into into that as, as my kids are now um, into the hockey stage. And it was all really derived from my youngest not being allowed to play when he was three and more than capable and willing to play, but by Hockey Canada standards, they wouldn't let him. So it kind of worked from that. And then just people were interested. I tried to offer a program that was very cost effective, efficient, uh, make it realistic for people to have their child get out on the ice to practice. Because if you look around, a lot of these specialty camps cost an arm and a leg, and I am not a fan of that. And I mean, to each their own, but that was not my main derivative. I can go on forever <laughs> regarding that, but let's let's get to the question here, Brad. So uh, yeah, so it <laughs> impacted me, and it seemed like throughout, whenever we get to the point of trying to we were really hard into the lockdown. Uh, we have a an immune suppressed child uh, goes to the same hospital you work with, Garrett. He was going there biweekly for his his infusions. Luckily, through it, we've been able to get home injections that he does at the same rate every other week. So, uh, we're very concerned for his well being and how this would all affect as hard of restrictions as as. I'm sure as a lot of people would imagine. Um, so we analyzed, we looked at things and and as we started to see, we got more comfortable. I started taking the boys outside when the weather was nicer. We started to go to parks and they loved to play ball hockey. So we did a lot of that stuff. Very, very rarely would we engage with, other kids but you know once in a while we let another child come and join us if they were in the area and wanted to do so we got to a point where we are comfortable to do that and you go forward into the school year so now you're looking at a good chunk of the year being just locked down we started to analyze the risk factor of the virus versus the risk factor of mental health. And the kids being put back in school outweighed the risks that we felt that the virus posed. We knew there'd be restrictions and the mandates and everything would be ramped up. So we felt more comfortable with doing that than at any point, which also allowed me to return to work, which was obviously a great change for myself. So Um, where I think we started with with the lockdown. I, I mean, from personal standards, I felt like we were on the right track and we did everything. So when you flash forward to where we are, and you just wonder why couldn't, why you just keep asking the same question? Why are we still in this state when you can look at different countries around the world, Australia being my go-to example and wonder why we are where we are and seemingly so far behind. Uh, I'll segue from that into third lockdown. Do we feel that these measures are justified uh, at this point? Steve, do you wanna
3: start us off? Sure, Uh, I don't, I'm not in agreement with these lockdowns. I never really have after the first one. I've been watching numbers all over the place. I'm a big follower follower of American politics. So it's kind of interesting to see how it, this whole thing has been kind of politicized. It's a, a left or right issue. And I thought it was a virus, not a political issue. So. I find it weird because uh, we have people on the far left that are still fearful for their lives. Fearful to go outside, fearful to touch another person that has zero symptoms. And then you have people on the right that are, you know, deniers that any of this is happening and that, you know, this is bleeding to RFID chips under, you know, <laughs> and vaccines and all that fun stuff. And Q's gonna save us and, you know, I. I I've seen both sides and both sides are crazy. I think we need to get more to a middle point in this and we need to start thinking of the businesses, the people. I, I read the comments and I, well, I stopped posting in Facebook because of this. I stopped reading people's feed because I was starting to dislike people. I was disliking people that I like. Personally, character wise, I think you're a great character. You're a good person. And then I see them saying, lockdown for another five weeks. We're only just locked down until July, and they're being serious about this. I'm like, what? How? Well, clearly, A, you've never owned a business, B, never desired to own a business, and maybe C, you like sitting at home and getting paid for it. So unfortunately, I am, I'm opposed to it. I, I want to see us out thriving. We just had mental awareness month. What I think that's February, Bell Mental yep. Awareness Month, and we spent it all locked down. It's and nobody wants to talk about the mental side effects that come from, me, especially someone living on their own or someone that doesn't have a lot of family contact. We had a baby too last year, and haven't my baby hasn't met his grandparents, great grandparents, like seen him once with a mask on. So I think the hysteria and uh, I think the media obviously would we'll probably get into this maybe later in the podcast, but the media is very guilty in uh, creating this fear based uh, derivative. So
2: that's yeah, my if, stance on that. Yeah. If I could, if just ahead of what you're going to see here, Garrett, just talk, talking about the media, like getting back to work, we listen to the local radio station and every commercial break is. Here's the updates. The here's the restrictions and what they want you to do in in preparation for everything. And it's just force feed, force feed, force feed. Uh, so yeah, the the media is is can be dangerous if it's not if it's not used mm-hmm. properly. So sorry, Garrett, you cannot. Uh, Yep. jump in there I'm just same same thing do you think that these uh measures are justified
0: at this point I agree 100% there with what Steve said like for me it was I've got friends that are restaurant owners as well when you hear them um talk about when I and then like I actually go in and like do my pickup I use their direct service instead of using Skip the dishes or Uber Eats or whatever I actually go in and have the chance to talk to the business owner and when you hear them say that they're uh, basically their inventory is down 65, 75% versus what it would be in January or February. And it's like, what? And like when they, Steve, you can attest to it where you go from serving 175 people a day to 35 people a day. That's enough to not put bread on the table, literally <laughs> in yeah. some households. Cause you got, you got bills to pay and stuff like that. And like a true story here, like with our like with the cheerleading side with the cheer gym that we work at that i work at where we've gone i think two months or three months total in our 10-month season without actually having athletes in the door on our last staff meeting our gym owner was like out of everyone here who has an actual full-time job or if you're a student like a a decent paying job every every coach's hand went up so of the 15 coaches every hand went up who here has lost a paycheck Every coach's hand went down. Our gym owner was the only one that put his hand up. And he's he like, so that's where we need to put it into perspective. Where you know you guys are all good, but I'm not getting paid. Yeah. I'm the gym owner. If I'm not getting paid, I can't exactly. pay your salary. If I can't yeah. pay your salary, we've just created a whole snowball.
2: Yeah. And
0: like these lock, like the third one. Wait, especially when you see what's what's happening, Steve, what you were saying, too, with like the media. We were programmed, and Brad and I were joking around about this before. We were programmed that Texas was going to burn. Texas oh, yeah. was gonna, Texas. Texas and Florida were going to basically sep- yeah, separate <laughs> from the U.S. And nothing has like Texas's numbers are minuscule to that of Michigan, like other places that All are the like our states. Yeah, New I, York, I, Chicago.
3: Yeah, where I, Florida, Texas, good. <laughs>
0: I posted something the other day and I think a bunch of people laughed at it where the GTA had more cases than the state of Texas yeah. And one day last week. And people, know that's not true. And like, boom, boom, like the GTA, like now was like the Peel region, everything had like 1800 cases. The state of Texas had 1300. Yeah. Like
2: and, yeah. and through it all, what's going on yeah. through it, through it all, you really kind of, you, you realize that people are so focused on, where they are that they don't look at the global uh, aspects of everything and what other people are doing around the world, which is so big when you try to justify whether our government is doing the proper things. The beauty of a Texas and Florida is you know what? If you are concerned, you have the right to thank you isolate. You have the right to restrict. And I mean you should be you should be able to do that and not be judged for it. The The flip side is when you're forced in to do it, then if you're going to refer to like a Michigan or, Hey, Ontario, you're going to have people that are so pent up that now they're going above and beyond caring. Yeah. And, and that's where it's dangerous. In my opinion, people go above and beyond caring. They, they skip the phase of, Hey, um, maybe we should. We, maybe we don't want to isolate. Or we'll just hang out with each other and, and be mindful that. And I'm not going to leave my house if I, I feel sick. And I'll respect other people. But if you're going to be pounded into the ground and forced and told what to do, that's where the whole thing becomes dangerous, and you create a huge divide in the population, which We're, is definitely a different topic that we'll one day get into. (laughs) But uh, yeah, do I think that the measures are justified? You know what? I feel that the restrictions that we had and where we were heading into Christmas, I mean, I can't speak for every zone and I don't know about why the numbers jump so much. Maybe it's the colder weather and people are starting to migrate indoors in their social gatherings. But it felt like that, What's a great way to kind of be? Sure, I can say that I haven't been directly affected by the virus. So uh, not to be like ignorant of people that were affected or have been affected. I just feel like there was a shift and it's like whenever they want to force these further restrictions or lockdowns on the population, they everybody's here. And then they condense everybody and say, hey, you got this amount of time to get your shit out of the way uh, because we're going to lock down in a week. And it's like, well, you know what? If it's a serious matter, then lock it down. I understand you're saying, okay, well, yes, uh, people need to get their ducks in a row and everything. This is a pandemic. Treat it like that. If you want to tell me to restrict hardcore, Sure. I'll be like the Australians that are pissed off because you're not letting me do anything, but you know what? On Easter Sunday, when I watched Hillsong church United and saw a full auditorium and people one mask, maybe could have been more. That's the only person that they showed on camera, everybody's singing and having a good time. And you look at that, and you're like, that is awesome. And then you look at your own surroundings or your own, for me, we were going to watch our own church service. And I mean, I think they were probably allowed uh, a few people in there but it's nowhere near where they are Uh, so it's very tough to see these these uh measures being taken here and if you're gonna do it you do go all in you don't just up and down up and down get people's hopes up taunting and teasing them Mm. almost because then you're just creating more rage within the people and Hey, here's that word to get more division amongst the people. If you, if, if to kind of go with that, can you have your opinion on it? Can you make an argument for the flip side of that? You want to start with that one, Garrett? Can you so it-
0: <laughs> <laughs> just when you're re- when you're referencing the the island, uh, so I always say this when people start talking: Oh, New Zealand did this, Australia did this, Taiwan did this. You're talking about islands. Yeah. Why Nova Scotia? Why like? The like the Atlantic provinces did so well. Most of them are islands. It's easy for Australia to basically say, "Okay, we're going to cease doing this." When they've relied on their own internal like economy to do their own thing. New Zealand is the same thing. Where when you look at the countries that are struggling, let's use the United like the Europe, like the the EU, the European Union. They struggle where they have that, and then you come look at us where we have the largest like undefended border in the world, right. Where we need the U S the U S needs us. We need to have that trade going back and forth. So it's like, if one thing isn't working, like if the uh, GM plant in Oshawa closes down, you're crippling a lot of automotive. If you were to shut down this place or this place, like when Woodstock or Cami and stuff like that, like you're, you're crippling, not just a town, you're crippling a province. And potentially two or three other states that deal with that like here it's just a giant snowball yes. and it's just like i want to say yes let's lock lock everything down but that's it's not logical when we see things that are taking place where it's like not used to use sweden as an example but sweden didn't do anything for like lockdowns right. and their numbers are at the exact same it's like it follows a trend yeah. <laughs> everywhere else is the exact same so I I want to have an argument to say, yes, it's locked down, but I, but I don't, I don't have one.
2: That's fair. Steve, do you you want to touch on that at all? Oh, I think you're
3: asking the wrong person. I I love to play devil's advocate. I always do. I have this weird kind of yin and yang going on, but uh, this one, it's hard to defend. It's really, really hard for me to say now, Hey, if this was the first, the first lockdown again, Young ho let's do it let's try it but we did try it and we tried it again and now we're trying it again and we're seeing like the, the exact same thing or what do they say when you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result well par- partial it's, definition of insanity doing the same and thing I over think and over that again. is and that's what it feels like and uh, they're gaslighting us because they're trying to make us People that want to go and have a picnic in the park, or go to the mall, or go to the movies, or, or have hockey in your backyard with the neighborhood kids—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling. It, it truly is. So, like, I live—I live, I live yeah. next to a
0: park, and like this is like they, there's, I think, a total of like 15 high-rise buildings in my neighborhood. Like, if you're familiar with London, where Costco is, I live right in that area, and like the Wonderland area. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. it's busy. It's a—it's a busy area. And the other day I was talking to a gentleman that lives in my building. He's, you know, mid sixties. Uh, we were outside. I was coming home from work and he was, that's the best part. He was outside smoking a cigarette <laughs> and we're sitting there just uh, having a chat. And he just like, he looked over at the basket, the kids playing basketball and he's like, this just, it feels right when you're outside, when you see what's on the news and segue away from kind of like yeah. the COVID, but he's like, you look at that, you look at that basketball court, you've got, you know, the black kids playing with the Asian kids playing with the white kids playing with the, the East Indian kids and stuff like that. You've got everyone playing together. It's like, they don't give a damn about what's going on in the world. They're just, there having fun. And it's like, I just saw a bunch of kids playing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, that's just the way it is. And he's like, it's going to suck in like a week when they decide to close everything down. And this is before we announced that. And I jokingly saw him this afternoon when I was coming home. It's like, how about that basketball court? And he's like, if they yeah. put the tape up, it's coming down, and I'll be the yeah. one to rip it down. Like, <laughs> good for totally you, dude. Good for Absolutely. you. So, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's it a is- struggle, and like, it, it feels normal when you're like, am I stand on my balcony? You can see those kids outside playing. It's like, okay, it yeah. feels good. People yeah. are people are being people. It's awesome. Yeah,
2: it, it is it's beautiful to watch. Like, I mean, just you almost feel. Kind of rebellious, maybe your first time going out and doing things. <laughs> but like, I, t- I take, walk. yeah, oh, I take the the boys to the to the bike park, and you're like, some days it might be a ghost town, and then other days there's people enjoying it, and you're like, this is great. Like, we we're supposed to have uh, on ice hockey. Uh, it's running one throughout April in Strathroy, and uh, like, obviously that was all shut down so it's like this sucks and I, I had my post that I put on that it said I was very devastated with with the way this is and I feel so bad for these the young kids you know they they love to do stuff and be active and it's all been taken away from them so I got a, a good group of them 10 together and we played at the local ball hockey spot that we played and they're just having a riot it's like man i it's just so refreshing to see because it seems like it's been way too long even during the to i they call them like sessions this year for for ice hockey for the for the kids but uh through the two we're supposed to have three sessions it was like just Okay, you enter the building, you have your mask on, you, you follow the protocols and everybody does it. And you hit the ice and it feels like freedom. For me, that's mm-hmm. like a home to me being on the ice and just so enjoyable to, to be out there with the kids. Um, what's what's
0: the age group, sorry Brad, uh, the age group of those kids that you coach and do that?
2: Uh, generally, uh, they're the 2014, so they will be seven this year. Uh, okay that's my oldest boy. So I kind of have kind of migrated to that. I do work with kind of like say when I first started, it was like a eight and under type of age mm-hmm. group that I was working with. Uh, really just trying to encompass the, the youngest age groups and, and for being a startup thing, you know, if we can grow together, then mm-hmm. maybe I have kids that are going to, really appreciate what I've done for them over the last X amount of years and kind of become reputable and and trustworthy. So that was kind of where I was at because a lot of these kids are just in minor hockey and they're not really doing much else. There are things for the six-year-olds or the the 2014 group. uh, But I mean, unless you're kind of considered elite by a Mm -hmm. coach or by your parents, (laughs) Uh, that can can afford it then you're not really doing much else you'll probably go and do other things so with the lost season is it just was natural uh to try to get a bit more ice for the kids um when you went right into the parks and you both touched on it is the reversal of the closed parks and the other amenities that they came back on a step in the right direction for Ontario
1: do you want to
2: start with that one Steve?
3: I'm sorry, I missed that question there, Brad. We're...
2: First edit. No, no, just
3: kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> just kidding.
3: Sorry, no. the wife was getting ready to go to work here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Gotta be good. Like, oh, well, yeah. It's my eyes going back and forth.
2: No, all good. So uh,
3: the, the parks being.
2: Yeah, so just uh, obviously the press conference and the big news is the parks are gonna be closed. So, like, obviously that's big news. It's the reversal of the that news a step in the right direction for ontario
3: i believe yeah definitely uh, one because you're going to have a lot of people just causing trouble by going and cutting down all the barriers we saw that last year when they tried to barrier the hold up the parks people were going and it was just causing more trouble you have the covid cops being called and neighbors turning on one another simply out for a walk so i think uh it's, it's been shown that we don't really have to worry about the parks, we don't have to worry about our kids getting in trouble at the parks. So, and it has been shown that vitamin D I, I've been told is good for you. So getting out in the sun, getting active, getting some fresh air, it's all beneficial. The pros far away the cons. I'm willing to take a risk. I have a young child, do you have young children? We know the risks are minimal. We can't live our lives like this is it. And the fear that we're imposing in the kids is just unimaginable.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely the the mental health aspects. And you think of that early, early cognitive development and like doing the math and my second child's going to be five. So a year being taken away, that's 20% of his life right there. So it's like, this is, it's not our normal, but. Is it gonna become a normal thing for them? Is that what's being conditioned right here? That's what we're worried
3: about. This is what everyone should be worried about. I don't think people are worried about lockdowns or not being able to go to the park for a week. I worry, is this gonna be a a yearly thing? We're gonna shut down every December till April for the common cold and flu and COVID-21 and COVID-25. I just worry that this is gonna be conditioned to become a more regularized thing.
2: Yeah. And I'm just going to bring up one more thing there ahead of going to that question. with you there, Garrett, you talked about vitamin D uh, and there's so many different uh, healthy habits and and things that the restrictions really have created, like uh, its own worst case scenario for people when they want to introduce themselves back in and potentially contract this virus, their immune systems have been shot. And Mm -hmm the correlation with that and more cases happening and maybe more severe cases, I don't think it's fair not to ask the question whether that goes hand in hand. Uh, We can talk about that later, but I'll just ask you the same question there before maybe we we talk about that there, Garrett. So just yeah, the reversal of of the parks, is that a step in the right direction for Ontario?
0: 100%. I think when they announced some of those things, And again, I have that advantage of working with doctors and being around doctors and nurse practitioners and stuff like that. That was the one thing that a lot of them have been saying for months, almost years, being like, we need to get people outside. We need to get them explore basically (laughs) to the elements because when you're inside, like you're touching on there, when you're inside, your body gets used to being in a certain ecosystem. When it goes outside and new elements that are presented to it, it doesn't know what to do with these new elements that are being exposed to it. And instantly you runny nose, you get a cold and stuff like that. I jokingly said this to a coworker. I came into work one day, literally two weeks ago with a runny nose. And I just like, it's not a cold. I slept with my window open last night. It's basically my system being like, Hey, there you are. Yeah. Fresh. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, fresh you're good. And because I'm there at like seven thirty, it's like, by 8 30 it's gone because yeah. it's like i'm back into my element and stuff like that and then do the same thing i've got it for a day or two and then it's gone it's like i know how my body reacts so yeah. it's like having people outside and stuff like that 100 percent. and like we we saw that and heard it on the tv with doctors being like that is going against the science it's like yeah. we don't know what science is true or not anymore because some science says lockdown works and then other science says no let people be outside it's like what what you were saying before steve is it the left science or the right science like yeah. who, who who is saying what science is real and it's just you no know, allowing the kids to be outside to interact allowing us as like adults like for parents to interact with other parents just to be like hey how's it going have another person to talk to other than your wife and your kids is nice once in a while too
2: (laughs) yeah human
0: human human contact is a great thing and like when you were saying when it comes to the mental health side of things we're taking that away from the kids like we we struggle we know how to interact with each other but these kids when when they're afraid to say hi to another kid because oh my god they could be sick it, it becomes we're being programmed or they're being programmed or we are actually programmed to under the impression that everyone is going to be sick all the time and that's the way it is like i got yelled at the other day in my parking lot outside for not having a mask on i literally got into my car some guy put on your mask i'm like i'm outside (laughs) i'm literally outside yeah when i walk into my building if i don't see anybody i don't put my mask on if someone's there i'll put it on in a courtesy for them yeah. some people don't care they don't have a mask on either i'm like yeah. cool right on but if they have theirs on i'll toss mine on too because i have that respect and the decency for other people i'll gladly do it yeah. i would expect them to do the same for me so yeah. yeah no reopening those parks great idea allowing basically saying that the cops don't have that right to do that also a great idea too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So so, would, yeah,
2: yeah the, you talked about the social part of it for youth, and I think just the introduction of how young they're getting onto cell phones and stuff and playing games like nonstop. It seems like we we're already having these talks about the youth having problem with social
1: mm-hmm. anxiety and oh, stuff absolutely. like that. So
2: then you introduce hey we don't have to do anything and a lot of the topics about the youth and their online schooling is is, there's not a lot of good things that you hear from that and I mean it's going to vary but you know what if you had an older child and they were doing their stuff whether kind of be in their own isolation in their house uh, you don't know what's going on behind those closed doors for us how much amount of time we had to put into a four-year-old and a six-year-old that was a full-time job because you're navigating through their things that they're doing four to five times a day you have to read stuff for them you have to work with them and try to help them get through well Allie's working from home for the first part of it and she's pregnant so (laughs) as you can tell that didn't probably go over that well uh with that, so I ended up coming, just told my boss with, and I came home and was helping them through the first part of uh, January of this year when we had to go that route. Uh, kind of obviously going off track with that, but we, the parks, the reversal, does this in a way, should this give us hope that we now have a voice that maybe we didn't think that we had Uh, And, or is it just an easy way, and you guys might like this, this, uh, this thought process of me, or is this just an easy way for them to give us something back to give us that false sense of hope?
3: Definitely a cop out. It's definitely a cop out. It's just them giving us a little dangly crumble and saying, here you go, appease the masses, give them their perks. Yeah, I think I don't I don't have any hope uh, protests have done nothing but created a database where you're being logged for future things to be questioned maybe and talked about down the road on a different avenue yeah, but, definitely. but yeah uh, everything's being censored there's no CBS or CTV coverage of protests or there's no other side of the story, you know, let, like let's talk about obesity and COVID. Let's talk about, you know, we're talking about the health aspects of it right now, the mental aspects. Like in the 1980s, when I grew up, they used to show us the, the nuclear bomb film, and that scared the crap out of us as kids. Scared the crap out of me for, <laughs> so I couldn't imagine what we're doing to kids as we're telling them to wear a mask and that not, danger or strangers are dangerous but everyone's dangerous yeah runny nose or not coughing or not they're dangerous and you know we'll get past this we'll one day hopefully look back at this and laugh or cry depending on which direction we go but (laughs) uh, but teaching our kids like the long-term effects of this (laughs) Uh, well we're not going to see it until it actually happens because we are the guinea pigs this is all just seems to be a big 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 test I like, I like what you said
0: there Steve about like the the media not covering the protests and stuff like that like Montreal I I, I I have a love and a hate for Montreal I don't like the Canadians <laughs> but I like how they they how they're such a political city where I've got mm. friends that live there and they're just like some of the stuff like people on the streets their protests like I think it was like a month or so ago like there was the uh, the anti lockdown rallies that took place around the world and you barely heard anything about it but you didn't know that there was one in london ontario one in sarnia one in st thomas and one in toronto one like basically every major city in ontario had one and then cities down the u.s cities across the world london england had over a million people at theirs yeah and it got 20 seconds of news coverage yeah where's the coverage if that and that was about the entire world not just like here and then the part that when we're talking about the divide that it, that's creating, it's like those people that went to that, they're all anti-maskers, they're anti-science, they all deserve to die oh, yeah. because they don't believe in COVID, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, or maybe they lost their business and they want to stand up for their business or maybe their brother lost their business, their sister lost their business, or so they're about to lose their business or they're about to lose their home or something yeah. like that. Maybe that's why they're there. That's right. Not just, not just because of like, this and like I've said that a few times to people like, because I get called an anti-masker on anti vaxxer all the time. I got my shot. I did what I needed yeah. to do. I have to do what I needed to do. Like, but at the same time, we should be allowed to question things. There it is. There it is. Right? Whoop! Well, there it is. Uh-oh. And once you start once like once you start questioning something, it's like, oh, you're you're a horrible person. You should just do what you're told. I always jokingly said whenever I went to a field party and Brad, you can say this is Wingham. If somebody hand you a drink you're like huh? what's in this you have to ask well, It's just beer okay cool and then <laughs> but now what's, what are they putting in my arm you can't ask that question you should be allowed to ask that question because it's something that like I, I get the part of the science it's been they've been doing this since sars back in whenever that was they've been working on potential vaccines for another covid or coronavirus stuff i get that i understand that but once you start asking questions you instantly are put over there and you're treated like a second class citizen and that's the one thing that i'm afraid of
2: yeah where it's like we're we're now creating
0: two two classes of citizens where it's like you have your vaccine you're good to go you're over there and like this is coming from the guy who's got his vaccine (laughs) (laughs) he's like i'm good to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm I'm, i I literally did that the one day like i posted a picture i'm like am i doing this right here we go but like this we've yeah we've created that, that 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 sense of like if you don't get your vaccine you're a horrible person and you want to see people die like yeah no it's like we have a right to question things and then like i had a post that i don't know Brad i think oh yeah Brad you commented on it where a nurse friend of mine and he is very much allowed his opinion too basically i said hey the johnson johnson vaccine got postponed or delayed because of these six cases yeah and i actually commented no the reason why i got postponed is because They wanted to know how to treat it because it's treated differently. It's a different type of blood clot. The normal treatment that they would use for blood clots could kill people. It could kill the, it could make it even worse. Like a blood clot, severe as it is. But if we treat it wrong, we can kill them. That's medical malpractice now. There is a different thing that you're gonna get in. And I said that to him, and he's like, You should still get a vaccine. You're making fear. I'm like, no, I'm providing information for people. Like they have a right to know that yeah. this could be something bad and like though i posted a twitter thread by a doctor who is like head of emerge at columbia university where it's like people that are going crazy about this here is why i actually treated somebody with this today and treated it differently because i knew about this treatment if we didn't pause it and didn't do this i would have treated them differently and potentially killed them yeah there you go <laughs> that's <laughs> why you're allowed to ask questions it yeah. saved somebody's life
2: yeah And that's, and I, I, I mean, I've been more post happy with everything. It's probably just kind of, but I, I really do try to kind of pose it as like almost like a a critical thinking. I really wouldn't like people to read the questions that I put on there and I, I try not to be invasive. I try to be open. I can share my experience with everything, how I see it is Hey. What's this show called? <laughs> the perspective dispute. So obviously we all have a different perspective and they all should be valued. Yes, you have your extremists each side. Let's narrow it down. Maybe you chop those ones out and you're going to get a better sample of kind of the beat of this. And if you just want to be, uh, just kind of go with, with what's being, given to you if you don't want to steer from your mainstream media and you don't want to listen outside of maybe your comfort zone then you're never going to have that growth where you're going to be able to say you know what like this is uh maybe this is worth looking into maybe i should do my own research on the matter you said something
0: key there brad you said critical thinking i think steve heard it too (laughs) critical thinking got taken over by groupthink groupthink is a very scary thing where it's you have to think this and that's what we're dealing with now it's like people you're being told to do this where critical thinking is now bad yeah and that's basically what we're being programmed to to believe that if you think outside the box you're doing something bad that's that's that shouldn't be the case at all shouldn't be the case sorry Mm -hmm. sorry for sorry for off.
2: No, it was it was great because I think I was running out of kind of like logical things to say. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody, um, somebody threw the towel in. So. <laughs> but but no, we seem to be like,
3: leaning towards this techno technic. The word you you'll hear a lot lately is technocracy. where we're, we're technocracy. supposed to be listening. Technocracy. We're supposed to be listening to all these unelected officials that are put in places. The Fauci's, the Teresa Tams, the, these people that are put in high positions and We're just supposed to listen to them. And if we question them, like I said, we're wax, we're conspiracy
2: theorists, we're QAnonists. You You want to see the world burn. one absolutely.
0: And I I think it was like Bill Mahar or somebody the other day said something. And the fact that he went from like if you watch yes. his show, yeah. like where he Here's went to be, like <laughs> yeah. but he's he's coming back around. He's coming, he's coming around. around. He, started, he doesn't have Trump to play off. No, so he's going to yeah. have to. He's, he's like, and that's the, a lot of them are starting to challenge the narrative. Not like I wouldn't say challenge it, but like question it. And it's just like yeah. the other day, his thing was like, maybe we're just doing something different. Like, why are these guys doing this? And like, it's nice to see that happen again. Where it's like, okay, asking questions. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and like where it's like people like i like those style of shows too where it's a conversation like this where you can bounce ideas off each other and i fully expect that we won't agree on everything but right now we're on that page that we all agree that we're not to think as our own human being kind of thing yeah. so it's it's interesting to, to see and hear these different groups that are like starting to to change their tone a little bit and it, it makes me warm and fuzzy inside yeah <laughs> bring the center back yeah. <laughs> there's more people in the center than they Boy, think yeah. and that's the, the scary thing with like the two-party system where we, they yeah. joke around down the states where we're lucky up here it's a it's a good and bad thing where uh like we have like 10 different political parties up here <laughs> on, a, on a good day <laughs> we're down in the states it's like you've got like you were mentioning before steve where you've got your far left your far right and then I'd say 75% of the country are in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, they won't admit they're libertarians, but yeah. they are <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly yeah. it's not a cool word. You're like, I'm a Republican <laughs> I'm a Democrat, yeah. I'm a libertarian. That's not a cool word. Right. I'm kind surprised that like, party hasn't taken off more. I'm like
0: because is... a lot of them like if you're a libertarian, what are you gonna run? You're not gonna run as a libertarian, you're gonna run as a conservative exactly, yeah. right you're gonna <laughs> yeah. run as a Republican and then it's like oh okay but like, like you said, there's so many people that are in like the middle and yeah. kind of what you're hinting at before, Brad, we've got a lot of people that are in the middle now, like the centrists that are starting to make their voices a little bit louder. Because for the longest time, it's always been the extreme left and the extreme right that have had yeah. their voices heard. Like they, they, they just know how, to keep, sides. Yeah, they know how to amplify their voices more. Now it's the people in the middle that are the critical thinkers that are being like, would you guys just shut up? <laughs> and like, let's just think for a second here. Just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I don't like you. And like let's just think logically for a second. And it, maybe we end up in the same spot, but let's just think with our heads instead of like right away, judging something, boom, 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 boom. And we get knee-jerk reactions where we're horrible people because we don't wear our masks and we're in a mask because we're on a video chat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did you guys bring yeah,
0: <laughs> my mask here? I'll put my mask on to fit in with everybody.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Like the, when I think of politics, if you really want me start to go into the partisanship with it, you, you don't even care of the issues at that point. There, at no point are you going to have the identical. Opinions on every single issue that there is—it's yeah. impossible to because you, everybody has their own life experience. So if you're going to take that away from an individual, if you're going to take that away from yourself, because that's your own choice. So it's it's a very stupid thing to to do, in my opinion. uh So yeah, like it's such like this is—I mean, I'm just going to interject with my own opinions of how <laughs> things are going. That's what, yep. I think we lost Steve. I mean, Canada, bad. Canada. <laughs> the, the cool thing about this is, is we're allowed to, and it was something that was spurring in my mind while you're going there. And what we were just kind of talking about is, is the right to free speech. And it's, it's such a big thing. And the fact that people want to silence people for having said something that doesn't align with the way they feel, and they feel like they have to personally attack them is scary. And I mean, it's it's not a new thing, but it's like, you know what, I, I value your opinion and maybe I can learn something from the way you see things, because if I'm only stuck in my own head, then I'm only going to ever see things in one light. Like for me personally, as, as just an individual in growing, like I didn't listen to like, like some of the people that I've been listening to, like a Tony Robbins or a Jim Rohn. My philosophy would be that yeah, they make you think about different things that, that you know what, you do need guidance in. And those are two great people to, if you're going to ever listen to somebody. Uh, and there's plenty more people that would offer very, very good insights and wisdom. Uh, so going from where we were there and is kind of, we're leading towards kind of, the change and maybe we're getting that voice back and there was the reversal of the decision with the parks how has the police response uh to kind of their increased power in what they were going to be allowed to do is to really question or pull over anybody and ask for identification etc how do you how do you view their response in everything. Do you want to start with Alan Garrett?
0: Um. Yeah. No. I was impressed actually with the response rate that, that police officers, their unions, their police boards, and stuff like that came out and basically stating that. And like, I've got a bunch of friends that are police officers in London that are OPP. I've got a cousin who's a police officer down in Sarnia. I haven't spoken to him recently, but one of my buddies who's a cop here, like two seconds after that came out, he sends me a message and he's like this is going to end bad if they or this is going to go badly if they basically force this and it's like i have a feeling london's not going to do it and the next day london did it but peel they were right out of the gate i love the the foreshadowing of the toronto police when they posted that know your rights thing three hours before before it made <laughs> the announcement it was like they knew it was coming because maybe they yeah. were contacted by it but yeah. it it does feel good and with everything that's happening with the police officers where they are the most scrutinized professional group of people right now, where everything they do, there's a camera on them. Yeah. I think this was a nice, there is a smart thing, but a, a great thing for them to say, yeah. Hey, we're on the side of the people. Yeah. We want to make sure our people want our safe and we're not going to do any profiling when people are out in the streets and stuff like that. We're, we're going to make sure if you're out for a walk, we're not going to bother you. Cool thank you. As somebody who goes, I go for my walks 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, because there's no one out. It's cooler. It's peaceful. I don't have to worry about the skunk sometimes, <laughs> but, but like, wouldn't you, for me, like I instantly got that paranoia, but then like, I also work in a different region. I work in Exeter sometimes. And my boss also gave me the heads up. Hey, if you're going to be driving, make sure your ID is on your person the entire time, because if you get pulled over, you just have to show them you're working at the South Huron Hospital just to be yeah. safe. I'm like, that's scary where yeah. we, we become that police state, but like yeah. to get that assurance from a lot of the police forces of pretty much every major city in Ontario saying, we're not going to do that, and them actually backtracking on that today, or was it today or yesterday, where they realized maybe that is a violation of the Canadian Charter, but yeah. <laughs> So it was nice to see them stand up like, yeah. right at the gate versus sitting on their feet or sitting yeah. on their
2: feet. doing nothing. definitely. Do you want to touch on that one there, Steve?
3: Yeah, well, it, I don't have a lot to say as far as Canadian cops. I, I think it's, it, it's been a tough go for them during this. I would hate to be a cop during this and have to deal with the Adam Scully barbecue place or or these issues, because, you know, most of these cops, they would rather be busting real crimes, doing real work, and not busting churches and little takeout restaurants. Uh, So better use of tax dollars, better use of resources than that. Um, But luckily, from my own two eyes, I haven't seen a whole lot. You know, the Grace Life thing was a little bit over the top, I think, but uh, a little bit, yeah, a little just bit a little bit over the top there. And I I again I, I don't worry about the lockdown. I worry about the future consequences. You know, I'm not a religious person, but I do worry about, you know, the religious rights being taken away. I, I people are very religious. And, and it's weird that, you know, it almost seems like the, the Catholic Christian faith is the most that are targeted. You know, they, I don't see any mosques or, you know, or uh, Jewish temples being raided. Well, maybe in New York, but that's a different subject. But, but <laughs> it does seem to be very targeted. So, you know, I've never been a real religious person, but I, I don't like the way we're kind of pushing our hand on that. So, yeah, I found too like like some of the the groups like when you
0: just when you talked on religious sides there, I the i live in a high-rise so i know people of a different face are meeting it could just be an apartment building it could be here the difference and i i was i grew up i went to a catholic school all that stuff i'm not a practicing catholic anymore but like the hildenbrandt that's in elmer he's very vocal the guy that uh, in Alberta, (laughs) he was vocal too so like they i don't want to say they bring a lot of it on themselves but they do bring a lot of it on themselves because it is their right like you said it is their right to congregate like the right to like religion and all that and I think they just they they bring it on themselves but at the same time I'm not one to say you can't do that because they're exactly. taking they're taking that risk and I was like when we talk about COVID stuff when they were saying that the Elmer was the hot spot because of uh, that group I'm like it wasn't because of that it could have been <laughs> no. because the 125 cases at OPC that, yeah, right. <laughs> that did that because I even said like it goes everything that like they were saying goes against that group in Elmer's faith. Like they're not going to go get tested. They're not going to get vaccinated because that's going against everything that they're saying. So yeah. don't say it's them that's causing the problem because it's probably not.
3: Yeah, and
0: It was a lot of it due to OPC and like, we're dealing with that, the hotspot stuff. Why didn't the postal code in London get the hotspot? Because it's like in two weeks, all these students are going to be gone. So it's yeah, just yeah. a hotspot because of the residence buildings, not because it's, widespread community it's the res buildings that are causing the issue here so if you have any
2: history in college or university you know that you need to get close
0: to people yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh and that's the, the thing like i've got like i'd say over half my team well literally half my team was rookies this year and most of them lived in res buildings and i hear the stories of them like well this floor is under quarantine but they want to test everyone just to be safe and my sister-in-law can attest to this three weeks ago i said I guarantee you, because they're going to start doing asymptomatic testing in all these school boards next week, guarantee you in two weeks, they're going to be complaining about all these numbers going through the roof. Yeah, and They won't tell us the number of the kids that test positive were the asymptomatic testers. They're just going to say, you know, Effie, Medill, and Wingham, they had 13 cases. That's just a lie. I don't know the number. Yeah. <laughs> but don't they'll fact say, check me. Yeah, don't fact check me, Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> but, but, but they'll say, and like, I'll put my tinfoil hat on and wear it with pride with this case like tell us these numbers break them down specifically if you're going to give us number vomit every single day when they release those things tell us okay of these 105 cases that we had in london today 86 were from asymptomatic testing in school and then they'll turn around and say why are we testing healthy kids do your research on the pcr test end of discussion yeah. that's all i'm going to say yeah. to yeah. it. that's do a whole nother yeah do your research on that and listen to the guy who invented the test and when his speech yeah like that's it him. like as much as we can talk about it like the inventor of the test will give you the enough information as you want and his opinion on fauci as well so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so well it's it's just we have so many different things here it's just like it goes back to what we're saying questioning it if we question that like, yeah I, I instantly get called, well, oh, you're, just, you're just denying everything. Like, no, I want to ask a question. How many yeah. of the positive kids at Western are asymptomatic? Yeah. Probably a lot because you tested an entire floor that didn't have any symptoms.
2: Yeah. So, it's, and it's yeah. a fair thing. And I, I, I don't have the number off by her, but I, I, I believe that there is a lower uh, contagious rate, uh, infection rate if you're asymptomatic versus they have who come has that, yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's next to nothing like the trans- yeah. <laughs> trans- transmission rate between asymptomatic people is next to nothing and that goes back to what we were seeing before where everyone we've been programmed now that yeah. the three of us sitting here talking we're all contagious because we're yeah. asymptomatic yeah. and it's yeah. like that's a horrible thing to set for young children where it's like everyone's sick and like it was unfortunately brad with one yeah. of yours it's got the, <laughs> the compromise like Unfortunately, they need to have that opinion sometimes because it could hurt them in the long run. But for a lot of us, it's like we're being programmed and my nephews are like the same age as your kids, Brad, where it's like they are being taught that, you know, everything or other people that are close to them are sick, but they're not. And it's like, that's a, a really, really scary thing that we're setting where like, when we talk about the, asking the questions about the vaccines to get the vaccine, like you still have to wear your mask, you still have to do this. Why am I getting a shot then?
2: Yeah.
0: And so it's like where I like in the states, where some of the, the senators like Ted Cruz and DeSantis and those guys, as crazy as they are, they're like we've all been vaccinated. We don't need to worry about it. Like if the vaccine works, that's the way the case should be. But me saying this right now, I'm distancing myself from everyone. I am, I am a conspiracy theorist now. What's the point? What's the point of the vaccine if it doesn't give us? There is no reward. There is no end game now. Like, oh, it's going to save lives, but I still still have to do everything because I'm still spreading it to everyone. Like, Then what's the point of getting the vaccine? That's why people ask questions. And when you say it's because you're going to be spreading it to somebody,
2: then why am I getting a vaccine? (laughs) So it is people ask. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, and I I mean, the the prime minister of Canada kind of has one of those he said it himself. Out there. <laughs> but then you gotta also have to take that with a grain of salt because you're not necessarily hearing the most logical things come from his nose anyways yeah, so it could have just been <laughs> a, a mistake on his part but to touch on the police thing is they're humans so they have families you can't disregard uh the fact that they have a human element, they're part of their community, and they don't want to be viewed as villains. And you, you guys talked about it. They have real crimin, criminals doing bad things. That That's their number one priority, because if, if uh, and, the, and the rates for certain things, like, man, I think at the early part of, of the year, in maybe the end of December into January, like there was four four homicides, I believe, in Sarnia, and I don't have I don't have that number verified, I, and that's just kind of like trying to pull that from the back of my brain. But like that's a, a tremendous increase of uh, what they've had to deal with, and and I mean how much other stuff's not not uh, being brought to the attention of the public because we're so focused on this one thing. So. Um, when we, when we see that like we've kind of gone from a, a reversal to maybe some questioning inside the inner circle and you guys might know who the inner circle is, but I'm not talking about that inner circle. Sorry <laughs> Ford Nation. Ford Nation. Do you guys feel like it's reeling? Is Ford Nation reeling? Do they maybe see him as the It's like the head coach in a sports team. Are we just going to get rid of him because then it looks like we're being proactive. Do you think that we are going to see a change here shortly? Uh, And if there is a shift in power, do you feel confident in whoever is incoming, whether it's a shift in uh, the political party or if it's just a shift in the figurehead? Do you want to touch on that, Steve, to start this one off?
3: Yeah, well, uh, I don't have a whole lot of faith in anything changing, uh, up here, uh, Doug Ford is supposed to be our conservative guy, and I, I thought you're the one that's supposed to be wanting your businesses up and running, self-sufficiency, you know, not relying on the government, and he seems to be quick and easy to just say, well, shut her down, so uh, I'm a little bit confused by that. You know, we voted out a liberal government to go to a little more conservative-leaning government, and Know around the world there's there's lots of conservative governments that are still on the side of lockdowns and wait we get taxed and double masking and all that fun stuff but uh i'm a little disappointed i'm a little disenchanted by the whole thing i think voting them out is we're just doing the same thing we're just spinning our tires over and over again the same people whether you want to call it like a deep state don't want to call it here but there's too many things (laughs) behind the scenes you know the the statesmen or states people that uh, you know changing one person isn't going to change the whole system that's for sure so vote them out vote back in an NDP whatever bring back a liberal I, I believe it's all going to be the same because they're all listening to the same bodies whether it be the world health organization or our friends to the south of us and their cdc whatever the case may be yeah. we're not listening to our own thoughts and our own people
2: yeah derek do you want to touch said, on
3: that yeah he said very pretty much the same
0: thing i was going to say where i think it was one of my friends who was a teacher in the burlington toronto area basically said Um, there was a poll there that basically said Doug Ford was the most liberal conservative premier we've had in year and basically ever, basically with how is this handing out money. Where you said we got rid of a liberal because of the money that they were spending, where to the point where Ontario spoke up, the liberal party in Ontario isn't a liberal isn't a party, like they lost party status. Like that's how bad they got their asses handed to them in the last election. Like we jokingly said it by the polls closed at nine o'clock. By nine fifteen, we knew it was going to be a conservative majority. That's how bad it was, <laughs> right? That's how bad the like the the election went their way. But like, it's people like the the NDP. I think still hasn't recovered from the Ray Days from like the early nineties, whenever that was. The Liberal Party still has that horrible taste in their mouth from three years ago. And it's like we're I think unless they have a new conservative leader, it's gonna take a lot to get rid of Doug Ford and the conservatives right now, in my opinion, just as somebody who voted NDP for the last time, because I like like Peggy Sadler is phenomenal for London West. Like she is great, she's been in that position for a long time, she's looked after us. But like I don't see Ontario electing an NDP like majority. It could be an NDP minority with like a conservative. There, like I, I it's going to take a lot of work for the liberals like they've lost their voice in Ontario the, the liberal party has lost their voice right now because like I couldn't even tell you who half the liberal people are in London <laughs> it's just yeah. like they don't exist they they're not there and like it's going to be tough and it's like it's it's the the same circle over and over again that we're going to have where it's like they all get their orders from Ottawa like and then they go from there it's just the way it
3: works unfortunately <laughs> yeah. so and where do they get their orders from <laughs> is it the right, u.s man, it. is that yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Bill and, Doug, Gates and world <laughs> hell organization <Yeah. laughs> well
0: and, I, I mean yeah. It, yeah. It, but, dougie even said it too he's like he's not going to go against what like the health minister say like he's gonna uh, well, what were his words it's basically might as well throw right. myself
3: off a bridge with a noose <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it basically was, he's so and that's the thing where he, he's literally in and i'm I, this is the fun part. I know two of his daughters they were cheerleaders so i kind of know him for that <laughs> background there they went yeah. to laurier and they went to her sister gym in toronto and it's like you kind of feel for him on that personal level because he is literally i always think of homer simpson stuck between a <laughs> rock dope. and a hard place because he's he's in that spot where he's listening to and i made this comment a couple of minutes ago or an hour or so ago on one of my friends facebook's posts, where It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing with him because he wants to listen. He's listening to his medical professionals, and then he's listening to like the 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 nurses and the doctors that are saying shut everything down. So he shuts everything down, and then he just enrages his actual constituents. He enrages the people the the province, and then he's like, then he has to backtrack, and he looks like a fool doing that. Where it's like if he took this approach, it's like oh, but you're not being hard enough, and he's like. At that point, like some days he does look like a lost puppy dog on the TV you can't screen. Please them all. You can't please them all. And that's the <laughs> mistake that a lot of our politicians are making. And where he was such an asshole, but he was great for it, where Trump didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. to stay back on on topic with with Doug, it's like it's he's like just stuck in that like in, I don't think a change of leadership is gonna change that. Because is this going to be the same shit, different, different person, a different day kind of thing? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, and, and I mean, if I'm going to touch base on that, I feel the same way. Like when it's just the face of, of the administration, so you're going to get kind of the same ideology. And if you want to switch political parties, hey, who's that looking over my shoulder and telling me what to do? And I, I don't know, like we've probably been going here We've been going for over an hour, so it's almost <laughs> like unsanctioned time because if anybody's listening this long, <laughs> we could we could go all hard pressed on some very outrageous ideas. But um, we'll,
0: we'll wait for Cole to come on for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? If there
2: if there's people that are going to kind of invest their time and kind of think that this is neat, I thought this was an awesome experience for me because. I enjoy listening to both of you guys and you guys bring valid points and and you can do it in a constructive way which is kind of where I wanted this to go if it's not constructive nobody cares Mm -hmm. no who nobody wants to watch people just throw their opinions out there and be so outlandish to once to each other it's it just it doesn't work I mean we had some laughs and I think as we get more comfortable and going with, with things, it only, it's only going to get better and kind of as we get into kind of a routine, if you guys want to con- continue on with this, this is, this is going to be kind of neat because I have a few ideas on different things. It's not all just going to be political. There'll be social issues. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all kind of related as well. So uh, I want to thank you for both taking the time and kind of just formally kind of close this off for today. So uh, Steve and Garrett, that was a, a great talk with you guys. I appreciate you guys with your time and sharing uh, so openly.
3: Well, it's thanks doing for it. having it's us Brad. It. Uh, it, was, it was a good first uh, talk. I look forward to uh, talking to you and Garrett again and meeting uh, Cole and uh, having more conversation about what's going on in the world. Yeah, Yep. Exactly. same here.
0: It's fun, nice to have a group of guys Chatting. Yeah, <laughs> so,
2: yeah. look forward yeah. to the day
0: we
3: can do it all in person together. Yeah. Yes, that'd be the good. Yeah. That'd be the
0: good podcast where we can sit around a coffee table with a microphone and a couple of beers, and yeah. there we go. <laughs> all right,
2: yeah, Dude, the, the name "Social Perspective Dispute." We didn't do a whole lot of disputing tonight. I'm sure there will be topics that hey, maybe there is a bit more of an argument, dispute, debate. It's all kind of the same deal. It's probably just a mm-hmm. cinnamon cinnamon what is it? Cinnamon? Cinnamon? cinnamon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My tongue's numb. My tongue yeah. is numb. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for anybody that's been listening to us and going through this last little bit here too, I just want to thank you for tuning in. That was uh, hopefully something that you appreciate maybe uh, three other individuals that might have uh, opened you up to, to different perspectives. And maybe it's just somebody that you can be like hey i'm not on this island alone i know we've been through this for a year so it's not necessarily a new thing to find those people if you're looking for them but i mean we're not all rational so i hope that you guys can can see us as that and maybe have given us a little bit of validity to go with what we were talking about so thanks again and uh bye for now Good job, Dr. Carlson.